Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's a CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke Stuckmar, Cody Del Mendo, and Ryan Herrera after the Cubs and Cardinals rained out, postponed in St. Louis. So now they will play a split double header on Thursday. First game, 12-15. Second game, 6-45. Um, you know, a lot has happened, obviously, in the last 48 hours, and also a lot has not happened in the last 48 hours. Mm-hmm. A lot less than we expected. One less baseball game and two less trades at the very least. Um, and and we also will we'll talk about lost a legend in baseball at the same time. Um, so in that way, a, a very big day in, in the world of baseball. Uh, the Cubs also made a roster move. You know, there were some moves going on with waivers as as teams were trading guys away. There were some moves. The, the Brewers, I looks like they're second-guessing one. We'll talk about that. And the Cubs have added Kervin Castro, right-handed pitcher, claimed him off waivers from San Francisco. Kervin. Kervin. Kervin? Kervin, yes. Yeah, Kervin. 100%? 100%. We were told that. Kervin. Because the pronunciation the Cubs sent out said Kervin. Kervin. Yeah, I think it was was an error. It's Kervin. (laughs) Kervin. Kervin Castro. Okay, so he has claimed off waivers. Uh, thank you for clarifying that, Ryan. International free agent, 2015, a converted catcher who had a little bit of success with the Giants at the end of last season. It appears then he hasn't done very well at AAA this year. Did the Cubs say any more about him than that, Ryan? Well, we actually got to talk to him today. Oh, cool. Um, uh, he, you know, right, actually the, the rain kind of started as we were in the dugout talking to him. Um, he was, he actually talked about how he trained, he's from Venezuela, so he's trained with, um, Wilson Contreras, uh, mm-hmm. in the past. Uh, that's, they're familiar with each other. They've trained in the past together. Um, and so he, he said, so he, um, he got DFA by the Giants and then he got claimed yesterday, uh, by the Cubs. That was earlier in the afternoon prior to the trade deadline. Obviously he knew Wilson Contreras was on the, on the Cubs. Um, so he kind of was like not anxious, right? Because it's not his, it's not his career, not his future, his career. But he's like, oh, I wonder if Wilson Contreras is still going to be on my team. Uh, it's still going to be on my team after five p.m. And obviously that happened. So um, that's just a guy. He, 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 you know, another guy that talks about how he, um, how Wilson Contreras is. He kind of kind of looks up to Wilson Contreras. Uh, Wilson, and he knows Wilson's the kind of leader the clubhouse needs and and kind of deserves. So um, that that's one thing that he mentioned, just that getting the opportunity to really work with the Wilson outside of just 
off-season training and stuff, but really in-season and, and kind of seeing how he does goes about his business. I saw that our pitch doctor, Brendan Miller, was quick to jump on the evaluation <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> of Castro, calling him in a Rowan Wick work in progress. Wick, another converted catcher, saying that their uh, axes or something like that are similar. Right. I don't know what that means, but the pitch doctor says, you know, he's similar to Wick. Well, that'd be great if you could pick up someone like Rowan Wick for nothing. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'm, I'm a little surprised by it, but in terms of they, you know, they just picked him up and then, you know, called him up when they got some other guys in Iowa, but maybe they're just, maybe they're waiting on those guys in Iowa for after they have to make all those roster crunches. I, I don't know. Or maybe till September. I I, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, that I'm I at this point in the season, it's cool. Like whatever. Let's see what happens. Let's roll the dice. Let's see if we can find a reliever version of Arietta through the waiver wires. I I don't know. Just another <laughs> new arm that you probably will see a few times. Yeah. I would think before the end of the season they'll give him a couple shots. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I think. Anytime, I think we should all at least be intrigued for every new arm that the Cubs call up or bring up because, like, they've just they've proven that they can just find some guys and give them give them the opportunity. And some have worked out, some haven't. Daniel Norris, great example. And you know the ones who have worked out, you know Scott Efros, great great example. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that led to a really good prospect. Uh, so. You know, a guy like this, uh, obviously there's a reason that the Giants, you know, let him go. But, uh, you know, the Cubs saw something. Uh, and there's no pressure on him to, you know, be elite or anything. So hopefully we can work on some things and we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, I think that's – what are we going to be about, guys? What have I said all season? It's about exploring now. <laughs> Trade deadline's gone. It it's a, is. It's about the race to 63. The race to 63. Baby. And exploring and evaluating the yeah. second half of the season, which brings us to our second topic. How do they get playing time for all these guys? Because now it seems like you have a little bit of a log jam, and Jack Brown is saying that on the chat, how the Cubs going to allocate playing time with all the young players that they now have that need plate appearances and we mentioned uh in the post game show yesterday madrigal's back on the roster you've added mckinstry um so simmons will come back from injury eventually you know uh, hayward will eventually you'll have to do something about Ugh. um what do you do with ortega what do you do with schwindel what do you do with a lot <laughs> of guys at triple a that deserve a look here right in the second half of the season Absolutely. More than just a minor league look, deserve a major league look. And um, for the chat, yes, uh, Perel, Door, 133, 63 wins. That's yes. what we are talking about. Brandon avoiding 100 63. losses. We're avoiding 100 losses. See, Corey's in the chat. He's disappointed we're not wearing the same shirts today. <laughs> Shane says, so love my stuckies. Mm -hmm. So that, that's the question, Ryan. What do you, where do you see some of these guys? How are they going to get enough? Specifically, the position players first in the at-bats. How are they going to get guys enough at-bats to evaluate them so they have a much better idea going into spring training yeah. next year? Yeah, well, I know Ross kind of talked about not like that specifically, but he and, and his versatility 
and you see the fact that now the Cubs have a guy that could give Patrick Wisdom more days off. No Wisdom's been used. Probably the, I don't have the number in front of me, but probably the most of any player on the team. Maybe Nico Horner's got to beat in that. But Patrick Wisdom has just, just does play a lot. So McKinstry, McKinstry's ability to play those positions on the left side can give a Wisdom a day off, can help people you know move things around so Nico can get a day off here and there. Um, that helps, especially with Simmons still on the eye out. You know, if he comes back and, and remains with the team moving forward, you know, that, that remains to be seen. But, um, yeah, I I don't – I'm curious, especially in the outfield. Um, there are definitely some outfield guys down there, you know, talk about North Chistel Crook, um, Jackson Frazier. I know Cody's Cody's been pounding the table for to see some Jackson Frazier all year. Um, he never really got that chance beginning of the season. Um, so if he comes back up, if he comes back up, you obviously hope he does get that chance. Um, that remains to be seen, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those things where, again, the trade deadline and the lack of movement kind of caught us off guard. I think we were all expecting, you know, the Hap, uh, Ian Hap to kind of open a spot in the outfield. Rafa Ortega maybe was more of a 50-50, but he could have easily been traded and opened a spot in the outfield, right? Uh, especially left-handed. Um, so that those two moves not being made, and there's just that, that log jam still out there in the outfield somehow for a team that's won 41 I, I games. It's, I don't even think them keeping Happ and Contreras is the log jam. I think it's the fact that they kept that Schwindel and Ortega and even Wisdom are McKinstry. Are, and yeah, well, again, when they when they traded for McKinstry, in a way, it kind of was like the writing on the wall that maybe Happ was on the way out. Especially because you have Madrigal coming back too. You have a lot of guys yeah. that are, yeah. On the infield, well, was, looking was, for it bats. Exactly. I was talking about the outfield specifically. Yeah. Okay. Um, not not just like not so Contreras, Wisdom, whatever. I'm talking about the outfield specifically. Like those two spots uh, have happened or taken, especially with Hayward still on the IL. You know, kind of no timeline there. Um, that's those are more outfield spots that would have been open this week had the trades and movement gone down. Um, and there's some there's some outfielders down at AAA that could could use them. Brennan Davis. He's supposed to be starting, you know, playing in uh, ACL games in the next couple weeks. Um, if he gets through AAA, is healthy, performs. I mean, there's maybe he gets a cup of coffee at the end of the year. That's another another guy that maybe they want to see that can won't come up and get all the playing time in the world because of again the slog jam in the outfield. So um, yeah, that, I'm just talking about the outfield specifically. If you look at the infield, like McKinstry can play three different positions on the infield. Wisdom can move third to first. Nico, shortstop second, can probably play some third. I mean, Nick Madrigal is probably stuck at second, but um, he's still kind of working his way back from injury, so he's going to sh- – should probably have a couple rest days here and there more often as he kind of works his way back. I don't know. It's – it's again, we, t- we said it yesterday, that the fact that this team has another roster crunch uh, when they've won like 41 games, I think 42 <laughs> games. Doesn't, doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but – uh, that's that's kind of the way it is, and so they're definitely going to have to do some maneuvering to, you know, get some of these, you know, to do what yeah. Luke says, to explore, to explore some of these guys. Yeah, some more it's just, some, like two months ago. It's just it's just frustrating because, like, again, I I don't think I, I don't really think that they that it would have been a problem with with Happ and Contreras on this roster. Either way, what I'm saying is, is the fact that they didn't move Ortega, they that Simmons is still there. The you know, wisdom like 
Somebody's got to get DFA. None of those guys were going yeah. to be part of the future. And the fact that they didn't move them, I mean, I know you want to move them for value, but, man, like, do you really feel like they're going to be part of the next great Cubs team? And, like, no, they don't. But And now you're going to have to DFA, and you're, and you're not going to get anything for them. Like, I don't know, man. Like, the, I'd rather get something for those guys specifically – whether it is just like a similar trade to the Dixon Machado trade or whatever, like I don't even I don't even care, like because at this point these last sixty games or whatever it is, getting at bats for all these young dudes is significantly important. It is. I don't care how bad this team is because at least if you get whoever all these at bats, you at least go into the off season with some sort of idea of who could be on. Who could who could play center next year? Who's who's playing third? Who's playing second? And and it helps you evaluate in free agency a little bit better as well. Yeah, or at least you give some of these young guys a major league foundation to build their offseason from. Absolutely. Like yeah. whether it's successful or not, they have a baseline that they can then go from and look at in the offseason with some of their goals. Now, Lucas on the chat brings up a great point that with some of the young guys, whether it's infield, outfield, or pitcher. The Cubs front office does have to consider who's Rule 5 draft guy. Like, some guys may may not be as high up on the list as getting close to the majors, but you may have to get a look at them faster before you lose them, potentially. So there's a lot of things that kind of factor into it. I still don't think that the, that Jason Hayward's going to be DFA'd. Now it feels but like they would have done that already, right? Yeah, no. to me, that's, that's going to lead to the biggest – uprising of the entire season is if Hayward starts taking at bats from potential guys that have had real nice seasons at the minor league level and could be playing some games in the outfield. So Mm. it's just something to keep an eye on. I don't think he's going to be DFA'd. I don't know if this injury or whatever is going on is going to continue, if that's how they're going to play it out, or if he is coming back to the roster and he's actually going to play games and take at bats away from guys. That's The dude's been hanging out in the dugout, looks perfectly fine. I don't I don't even think he's hurt. No one thinks he's actually hurt. But how long, if, if that's true, how long can that charade continue before Major League Baseball is like, uh... I don't know. I don't know yeah, the answer either. Know. It's just something to Cody, keep an eye on. Cody, sound, Cody sounds like a conspiracy theorist over there. Um, but no, I... <laughs> well, I've to hear it I, all I, yesterday. Might as well be one today. I don't care. No. I, regardless, I think, I think anyone hoping or assuming Jason Hayward's going to get DFA'd is just kind of holding their breath at this point. Like it's, if it happens, okay, it happens, but I'm not expecting it to happen at all anytime this year. Right. And if it comes down to the last two weeks of the season, well, they're, they're certainly not going to do it because what does it matter if you get some guy two at bats? <laughs> so like, you know, yeah. we're, and in general, the whole thing about getting guys playing time at the end of the season, it does lead to some evaluation at the same time, what Ryan talks about with the, you know, a roster crunch for a team that could lose a hundred games. We're probably making too much of it. Like if guys are good, the cream will rise to the top, whether it's fall ball, spring training, cactus league action, you're, you'll finally have a real spring. Uh, you'll be able to work with the guys in the off season more than you would. So there'll be some opportunities, but I would like to see some at bats. And I know Niren's been pushing one thing for the outfield because Hap is still here. Maybe you try Hap at some different positions. Maybe you try to get more flexibility out of him um, to give yourself a reason to look into that possible extension. 
Don't know if that's coming for either guy, but Niren would like to see him play at first base to open up that opportunity um, for a lot of guys that have performed pretty well in outfield positions in the minor league system. Right. Well, first base is like the biggest like alarming issue with the the Cubs this like on a consistent basis this season because Schwindel has not been good and Rivas, even though he's young, like he clearly clearly looks like a guy that at best can come off your bench. Uh, at least at, at this point, in my opinion. Good defensively. Right. Yeah. He's, he's solid defensively, but he just doesn't have the power that you need or that you want from first base. And, and yeah. But he makes contact, and he gives you a good at bat. So it's not like I'm saying he's awful or anything. I think he's a very solid depth piece on a major league roster. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't blame people for wanting to see Matt Mervis. I don't blame people for wanting to maybe move – Ian Happ over to first and see if he can do some time over there. If you want to keep playing Wisdom, okay, put him over at first and play, you know, Morrell at third and put Velasquez out in center. I, I don't know. Like, like, Velasquez is, like, the biggest example to me. Like, this guy, like, had a great, you know, minor like, second half of minor league season mm-hmm. last year, played insane at the fall league, and then it took them forever to even call him up this year. And they finally do it, but they're not playing them every day. And I'm just, I I don't get it. So, like, that's kind of what's the most frustrating thing to me about this whole situation because the Cubs did it to themselves, and now they're stuck with they're going to have to DFA some guys. And when you could have, again, you could have moved those guys for whatever. I understand not moving Contreras and Hap for whatever, but those guys, like, I don't know. I don't get it. I the more that I've more the more that the deadline has passed, that's what I've talked I've thought about a lot more than the fact that they kept Contreras and Hap. We should if we were local news back in the local news days that I'd had like you, this would be an over the shoulder graphic that'd be sitting over the anchor shoulder and we should have titled it Miley Smiley and Simmons Oh my, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. what do you start to do with some of these guys yeah. that just are not part of the future? Sure, they might help you win more games, but it's just not relevant. Yeah, and, and I know you don't want to tell young players we don't care about winning games because that's not a message you want to send either, but right. I would rather see some guys pitch than Smiley, Smiley. or Smiley. At Smiley this is another one that you're surprised that they didn't move because he's got playoff experience, blah, blah, blah. Even if that. it wasn't for the playoffs, I'm surprised some team wasn't like, hey, we could use him uh, on a sixth day when we've got a doubleheader or something. Maybe he gets us one extra win where just somebody be a else bullpen wouldn't. guy, wouldn't he? He was a bullpen guy for yeah. the Braves and yeah. during their playoff run last year. Like he could have been, he could have been a very versatile pitcher for them, doing whatever a team needed. And I'm surprised that they just did not move him at all. So. I mean, Corey nails it here. Simmons, there is no place on this roster for Andrelton Simmons. This no, year. No, 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 no. There no, it yeah. isn't. He should have been needs, DFA'd. He, he like nailed, months ago. I'm stunned he wasn't DFA'd today. There's no place on the roster for him. And this is a great point by Corey. Morrell has, when he's played in the infield, he's been pretty damn good. Have him back him up if Horner uh, gets injured or something. There's no need yeah. for Simmons on this roster. Right. No, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, if there's anything Cubs fans will agree with, it's that Andrelton Simmons should not be on this roster. <laughs> And, and Lil, that Jason Hayward should be DFA'd. Yeah, that's a united front. Usually. That will unite Cubs fans. That will definitely unite Cubs fans. That yeah. and, and a good trough will unite Cubs fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Little yumper from the top rope here. Watch the Cubs sign Abreu in the offseason to fix their uh, first base needs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, don't do Just it. Just signing a 
how old is he? Like 35, 36? Potentially 53. I don't know. <laughs> I was waiting for you to make that joke. Uh, uh, Cody, make any bet? I know that this game didn't get played, but did you have any uh, wagers going tonight? Uh, well, I, I had a hit parlay set up. It involved Goldschmidt, Mookie Betts, uh, some guy from the Rockies that hits really well against who they were playing. And uh, someone else, but since Gold, the Cardinals Cubs game got postponed, I got a I, that that bet got voided. So uh, that that was all. I was trying to you know kind of not think too too much because yeah, all those guys I just picked they <laughs> they hit pretty well. And uh, well anyway, so yeah, I don't really have much going on tonight. Uh, I'm really excited for football season. When we get to football season, we're You're doing gonna be this. amped. I'm gonna be. Oh, you're going to see a new side of me that you've never seen Did before. Did we decide Luke. if there's going to be a fantasy football league here? It was a lot of talk. There's still time. We could totally, like... Oh, like, it could still happen. It's just yeah. somebody's got to take it by the reins. Who wants to be in charge? Not me. Yeah, not me either. I, I don't, don't want to be commissioner. commissioner. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, um, let us know who should be commissioner. I think it should be Jake or Kevin. Thank you. And, huh. and not, not Kevin, our producer, but Kevin Kato. Yeah, go ahead. What's wrong with me? Well, well, you can, I, if I'm you want to do it, time. Uh, I don't yeah. want to do it. I'm already commissioning another Nobody commissioner. ever wants to be commissioner in the league. <laughs> no, it's too hard. Especially not yeah. Jock Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We should, we, should, we should contact Jock Peterson and see if he'll be the commissioner of our league <laughs> for like a six-pack or something. Yeah. Uh, Chicago sports fans, your home for the best Chicago sports coverage is partnering with a leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. CHGO has teamed up with FOCO. To secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around, whether it's Bears, Cubs, White Sox, Blackhawks, Bulls, FOCO will have something for you, your kid, a friend, or a loved one. Looking for some new gear, collectibles, or accessories? FOCO is officially licensed gear for men, women, kids, everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits and Crocs. That's right. If Cody's looking for that cubby thong, he's got one now. FOCO has you covered <laughs> with the best Chicago merchandise for your favorite team. Head on over to FOCO.com. Click the link below in the YouTube description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. What do you think would be the most random thing we could find there right now is like since the trade deadline? You think there's, think there's a, like a Michael Gibbons bobblehead or a... We do they, know they I, have everything. They, we have talked about the Matt Schwarmer bobblehead. Yes, and I believe the giveaway this Friday at Wrigley Field. Maybe it's Monday. One of these upcoming Saturday. Days, it's is Saturday. it Saturday? Well, yeah. no, the Madrigal bobblehead. Yeah, the Madrigal bobblehead. Is this Saturday? Saturday. Saturday yeah. I mean, Foco is going to be selling those. I would hope. Yeah. Also, I think Sunday's a. I think Sunday's a Cubs Hawaiian shirt too. So. Oh, you'll be home. You'll be home, Ryan. Uh, I might have to make sure I'm there. Also, I didn't read the points bet ad. You just kind of. Oh, we'll continue. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, I, I didn't in. even read any of it at all. At all. Well, you got started talking about <laughs> bets, and I was like, oh, better get to Foco. You're making Foco. my job hard over here. Yeah, it should sorry. be Focus is anyway. what it should stand for. As everyone knows, the best way to support CHGO is to download the points bet app. And that's why I brought it up, so everyone can know that if they didn't know. Use, use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from CHGO Locker. 
Offer making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. You're home for live in-play betting. Just got even better. See an edge in the game. You're watching. Is your favorite team prime for a comeback? Don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. More live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs. I'm telling you, when the Cubs lead, you live bet the opponent. You'll probably win some money. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit. Stay in the live action all game long. Download the PointsBet app right now and use promo code CHGO. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLING for crisis counseling and referral services. See, that was worth a dramatic wait and pause. That's all we gave it was just a little time to breathe, and then we went back to it. And a reminder to everybody that watches or listens to this podcast, I'm a 66 percentile winner. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're, you're, you have more. I mean, who can more. say that around the country? 66% of my bets are winners. Yeah. You're, uh, Not as, you I have, don't do as well. You have in, a better winning percentage than me over the last two weeks. A little over 66%. So. 66%, you, by that you mean two out of three? That's right, yeah. Close. Go. Okay. Hey. Close. Hey, I don't math. I don't right math up. it. It's around sixty-six percent. Yeah. There you go. Um, Ryan, you know, I, w- I was going to ask you real quick. Like, you're driving back from St. Louis. What has been your favorite part about St. Louis, and what have you enjoyed on the ride? Because I remember a lot of Blackhawks trips to St. Louis for hockey games back and forth. Uh-huh. And all I remember is a lot of the rest stops were a lot of condom machines and uh, Dracar cologne machines in the bathrooms <laughs> wherever you stopped on the way there um so i try i do my best not to stop like i ah, like, you powered I, through the longest yeah just power through it um the, well this last time i was low on gas when i left i stopped in like springfield illinois like uh by that shell you'll see like a shell uh, off the highway and it's like like a block away from the highway so i just got on there i know exactly quick, which um, one you're talking about yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's by a hooters it's by a hooters that's why i stopped there because just in case nice. i get hungry you know I'm sure it was because in case you get hungry. Yeah. So he didn't exactly. power through necessarily. He, yeah. He stopped. Well, I didn't stop. I didn't stop at the Hooters, but I'm like, I'll stop. And then, like, if I feel a little rumbling in my tummy, you know, I'll hop on over to Hooters and, and get some right. wings. Um, my favorite part of St. Louis is, I don't know, like, there's, there's the, the Horseshoe Casino is not too far from my hotel. <laughs> the Lumiere is a nice casino. It's right there, right downtown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever done the arch? Have you gone up in the arch? I did the arch a long time ago. I think looking at the arch from like a distance is a, a yeah. lot better than like Me too. I'd rather the see arch. it from a distance. I don't need to ever go up in it. There's a at Ballpark no. Village. There's a bar called PBR, and they got a like a mechanical yeah. bull ride in there. Mm. I've been in there a few times yeah. with uh, when I was in college with some buddies. Mm. I did not ride the bull. That Sounds seems like- that seems like a gif we could get a hold of somewhere. Yeah, well, I'm trying yeah, to encourage video. Ryan to go ride yeah. the bull. You know what I mean? It sounds like Kobe doesn't think St. Louis is boring. I I, I, I don't boring. I don't go there very often for for obvious reasons. I've found ways to be entertained in St. Louis way too many times. You don't need to do the arch. I'll be honest. It's yeah. it's very over. I'm it takes you. forever to get up there. I would it, never go up it. Yeah. You don't see anything when the you get up there. The park is nice. You go to the bottom. You see how big it is. You're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Then you leave. It, I it at also shakes. Buildings. It also shakes because it's like you know the base isn't so sturdy. 
It's a, yeah. just a freaking arse standing in the, in the sky. Claustrophobic. It seems like a COVID nightmare, too. Just, the thing, just they breathe, everybody breathing up in that arch together. Yeah, yeah. You, they stuff you into these tiny cars and see ride that's all what the I'm way saying. up there. It's not fun. They should, call it, they should call it the COVID arch now <laughs> in St. Louis. Lucas says his favorite part of St. Louis is leaving it. So, <laughs> Niren says he's been up and it's overrated. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so the Brewers were a team that made some moves, right? They traded Hater, which caught some people by surprise. Yep. Um, not necessarily giving up, but then one of the guys they got back for Hayward or uh, for Hater is gone already. Yeah, Den Denilson, Den Denilson, is that how you say his name? Denilson, Denilson, maybe. Denilson, 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 Lamette, something like that. Thank you. Thank okay, you, Ryan. And yeah. he's gone already. Yes, they just DFA'd him today. So that was a great deal. Yeah. And so, like, their, their vice president of baseball operations, David Stern, said that he was uh, – this is his quote. He said, Denelson was a good arm and was included in the trade to help balance out the deal. Uh, as transactions played out, the roster fit became a little tougher. We are hopeful we will be able to keep him in our system. So it's almost like they just – didn't keep track of how many arms they have on their rock, like in, on their in their system or something. I don't know. Like, Lamette was really good in like that shortened twenty twenty season. Uh, I know he's had some issues since then, but that's a guy that's not going to make it through, in my opinion. Like, like the Brewers aren't going to get him outrighted to AAA or anything like that. Think the Cubs make a play there? I think they should. I, I mean, why not? Like just to the, rub it in the Brewers' face, yeah, just it. to have something to rub in their face, and then also like the issues he's had, just get him in the pitch lab, let let their let their their people do the thing, do the thing that they do, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But like, I think it's worth like trying. Uh, Lucas saying he was being included in early trade talks after the lockout when we started talking about Hosmer, yeah. but that was a guy that was mentioned. I will say again, he does have like one of the dirtiest sliders you'll see. Uh, it's a lot of swing and miss. I, mean, I think it was 50% last time I checked whenever we did the last show that I was there. It's a slider, whatever loads. It has a 50% whiff rate still this year. So, yeah. doctor's going to love yeah, that. That, that 2020 insane. season, he had 12 starts, had a 2.09 earn run average during those starts, and had a 34.8% strikeout rate. His walk rate was seven and a half, but I mean that's now, pretty good for those twelve starts and like in that sample size. So if yeah, the, just like if the, the Cubs, thing is, he's been pretty bad this year. Like yeah. nine point four nine ERA in twelve innings. Like it's obviously not been lab. good, but yeah, there's, get him in yeah, the lab. Get him, get him in the lab. There's been stuff that the there's been days yeah. that he's he's there. There's been years that he's had that were good. So get him in with with Hadavi and Moskis. Moskis, you know the slider, the slider whisperer, I guess. Um, just kind of see what you can get out of him if that's the, if that's a move the Cubs decide to make. I'm for it. Yeah, I'm for it. Um, we mentioned yesterday in the post game show we had a lot going on. We were talking a little bit about the game, a lot about the trade stuff. It happened at the very end of the show. Vin Scully passing away. Um, what what is your favorite memory of Vin Scully doing baseball? I think most people believe Vin Scully is the greatest baseball broadcaster of all time, although he did multiple sports. Uh, he did football. He did all kinds of stuff. But, like, 
Dodgers baseball is what most people know him for, but he was national baseball. What What's your favorite memories of Vince Scully? Because he's not just another broadcaster. He's he's the pinnacle. He's, he's probably the best of all time. Uh, I mean, that Kirk Gibson walk-off, yeah. uh, I think that one sticks out the most for me at least. Um, yeah. yeah, man, he – it's. I think you said it last night, Luke. It's something we we all sit here in today's modern, like today's days, and complain on social media about certain broadcasts and yeah. like. I mean, yeah. shit. Like we. It we doesn't compl- matter which broadcast, <laughs> if it's national, local. Yeah. Somebody always hates somebody. That's right. just the way the world is. I don't know if that's just because of Twitter and social media, but you'll always run into somebody like I don't like that guy or that girl or whatever. I've never heard anybody say anything ne- negative about Vin Scully's broadcasting Absolutely. ever. Yeah. So Anywhere. It, like that's very telling. And uh, yeah, I mean. Well, and I. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Get on this one. I, I was all. No, go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. Right, you're good, you're good. Um, I was going to say, uh, someone mentioned earlier that there's like a picture kind of going around. I haven't seen it, uh, but like Vin Scully ice skating with Jackie Robinson. Wow. And like, and then like you think, like, I mean, you, you just kind of think about baseball history. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rossi, Rossi talked about this too, you know, towards the, towards the end of his career, um, going up, giving Scully the, uh, or giving, yeah, giving Scully the, the 67, um, the number from the, from the scoreboard, the, yeah, the Dodgers flag. Um, he talked about that. And obviously, uh, David Ross was in, was, uh, like three, his first three years in the big leagues, I want to say, was, uh, was out in LA, um, so he got to know um, Scully a little bit out, out there. But um, you kind of said, or you kind of think about it, how uh, when, we, when when did Vince Scully kind of leave broadcasting full time? It was like 16, 17, something like that. Yeah, it was 20, 2015, and then twenty sixteen. He only did home games. Yeah, so. switched okay. to home games. So I it's mean, like you think about that. What what I mentioned about the the Jackie Robinson picture. Know, him with him with Jackie Robinson, kind of think like, oh man, like that was that was so long ago, and then he's also you know calling David Ross's name in the early two thousands. He's calling Justin Turner's name not even six seven years ago. Like this guy really has seen it all in terms of like base. Obviously, he didn't see it like you know the, the early twenties, whatever. But just like that's that's a long base. That's a long life to live in general, but a long baseball life. Like he saw. From you know the integration of the game, breaking the color barrier to, I mean the Cubs, <laughs> he saw the Cubs break the World Series, the, the 108 year World Series job. He's seen all these different things. Um, like that's, yeah, that's a legend. I, I I like Pat Hughes' quote. This is kind of like, as 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 kind of icons of the game. Like there's no broadcaster that really matches up. I know, you know, as Cubs people, you know, Cubs fans will will, you know, Harry Carey has a statue outside his. Outside, outside of Wrigley Field, like that—that's that, an icon in Chicago lore. But Vince Scully is kind of just an icon in baseball. Like that's—that's that, just kind of the life he lived and the and the legacy that he leaves behind. I mean, he did the the great catch, uh, 49ers Cowboys. Um, what Ryan is talking about is simply longevity at yeah. the highest level of his profession. Nobody's done it like Vin. And he did it for the Dodgers for 67 years. Can you imagine keeping the same job for 67 years and not, and not only that, being able to keep the job for 67 years in any profession, 
I don't even know what to say about that. Imagine somebody doing a job for 67 years and then to do it at the highest level, not just get complacent and start going through the motions of doing it. Like Mm -hmm. he was a wordsmith. He painted a picture down to the last game that he was doing. Like he didn't, he didn't tail off at the end. You know, he would come to Wrigley field and still be sharp, just as sharp as he was on the Gibson call or Jackie Rock or any of the great, I heard him on the ra- a radio clip they did today of him doing Doug Buffone playing for the Bears. Yeah. Doug Buffone. <laughs> like, you think about how long, 67 years for one job and to be the best. I mean, truly amazing. He has a unique voice that when you hear the voice, you know exactly who it is. Um, and it's funny because I think most young broadcasters coming up now, if you heard that voice and you didn't know anything about sports, the first reaction would be, it's kind of sing-song. Like there's, it's kind of a sing-songy voice, and yet he turned his own voice, instead of it being just some fake broadcasting voice that he came up with, it was his voice, the way he spoke, it was, it was a little roller coastery, a little, like I said, a little sing-songy. It became kind of the, the underscore, right, is what they call a song for like a movie. That's what it came for baseball. Like, his voice became the voice of baseball. You heard his voice. You knew you were watching a baseball game. How, he, he was in movies, right? Like, his voice was in movies. Oh, right? yeah. He's in all kinds. I mean, like, all kinds yeah. of stuff. And just, yeah. I only met him a few times, but just a super nice guy. Just the short interactions. Even in just, like, the Cubs cafeteria, like, getting a pop. Like, you know, going to get something to drink in between innings and then going back because he's calling the game by himself. Um <laughs> Just just a super nice, you know, at the time, a super nice old man yeah. who happened to be the greatest at what he did. I saw Bob Costas on MLB Network today getting choked up and crying about it, um, talking about his relationship with his wife and how great he was and how anybody that's ever gone into baseball broadcasting as a play-by-play person, they all, everybody wants, it's not, I want to be this person or this, it's, they all want to be Vince Scully. Yeah. That's just a just a casual. Just a, I love Luke just casually mentioning that he met Vince Scully a couple times. Just just whatever. Just he just <laughs> met him a couple times. I mean, it, I'm not talking about like going to I'm not no. saying I went to dinner with Vince mm-hmm. Scully. I'm saying I was in a cafeteria and he'd come in and get a drink and go out. Yeah. And I interviewed him once about a Dodgers Cubs series. And it's it's one of those things where as a reporter and at that time, a young reporter, you go up to Vince Scully, and you're like, well, what the heck, I'm going to ask Vince Scully. But you ask him something yeah. in a press box, and you're like, you get done, and you go home, and you're like, did I really talk to Vince Scully today? You know, like, yeah. Yeah, it's it, that wasn't just like, you know, I didn't go talk to Marlon Bird today. I talked to <laughs> Vin freaking <laughs> Scully. Like, yeah, a guy who well, was uh, a major voice in two cities, and it's yeah. crazy, you know. He was, he Brooklyn, was awesome. LA. And it, the, the thing about the Gibson home run that's so amazing is that his call is super famous, and the other call is Jack Buck, who's another broadcasting legend. Both calls mm-hmm. are probably like top 10 sports casting calls of all time, and they're the same play by two different legends. Yeah. And they're both different, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think somebody said on the chat, like, he did the, he did the Buckner it gets through Buckner. Gets through Buckner. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, there yeah, was a, so. I, I had ESPN on. I had ESPN on yesterday, and it was like, obviously you know a lot of Vince Scully 
you know, his famous quotes and his famous uh, calls and stuff like that. But ESPN was showing stuff, and I'm like, there's still ones that I'm like, oh, my God, like, I've heard that a million times. I didn't even know that was Vince Scully. Like, it's kind of like, like, you don't think about is how, again, iconic he is in the game. And, like, um, another quote from David Ross, just real quick, he said, um, you know, Vince, Vince Scully is just one of those staples. It's a sad day, not too many days that the announcer of a team passes and it hits you in the heart. I think Vin is one of those guys. Like, it's just, yeah, I mean, that, that's a guy that, you know, Ross kind of worked with in L.A. 20 years ago, but just obviously um, a big part of baseball. Um, lived a long life, 95, I want to say it was. Um, just, you know, saw a lot 94. of things in, in oh, 94, one of, yeah, 94, 95, and saw, lived a long life, saw a lot of things, a lot of things in baseball, and, you know, definitely a, definitely a legend in this game. Uh, who did I just see say? I thought that was funny. Lucas says, if I pick one person to read my eulogy or narrate it, it would be Vin Scully. Mm. I mean, Vin Scully could just do. I would say Morgan Freeman. Morgan, like Morgan, Morgan Freeman's great. Yeah, he's great for any of that stuff. But yeah. uh, Vin Scully would be a voice that uh, you could. Yeah. yeah, just a beautiful voice and a great talent for knowing when to stop talking. And then also finding words that other people wouldn't use that happen to be the perfect word for that situation. Yeah. He just had a the, the Gibson call, like knowing when to speak was like perfect because he hit it and said what happened. Yep. Then you let the he let the crowd talk, and then he was like, "In a season of probable, the yeah. impossible has happened." Yeah, and like it, I'm not even a like a Dodgers fan, and like that gives me chills. So yeah, you know, I think he said. Uh, believe the lead up to it when he came to play is look who's coming up <laughs> right now if, if somebody else in a broadcaster today said it that way to just be like who is this goofball you know <laughs> yeah but vin scully said it and it was just like perfect you know um so rest in peace vin scully um points bet pick of the week cody what do you have for us Ooh, well we you know cubs cardinals doubleheader tomorrow luke i mean i don't think the lines are out yet um, so I'm probably avoiding it, um, but I will say that with Strowman starting one of those games, I think Nick G says that he's starting game one. I kind of like him, and I'm I'm liking the strikeouts. He's 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 been very good since he came back. Uh, the Cardinals never forget we're one of the teams in the running for Strowman in the off season. I don't know. I feel like he gets up for these like kind of games where fan bases get mad at him. Yeah. Like he he does. He's one of those like, and I took that personally thing. Again, I don't know the lines yet, but it's something I'm gonna pay be looking at tomorrow whenever uh, I wake up. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of liking uh, the the over on Stroman strikeouts, depending on whatever the line ends up being. But I think he's gonna give the Cubs a good start tomorrow because he's been pitching really well of late. All right. Isn't Quintana supposed to start tomorrow? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, it's supposed to be Steele in that first game, I assume, and then Strowman no, versus no. Quintana. No, game Steel's, two, right? Steele starts push back to Friday. Oh, it is push back. So who's game one? Yeah, Str- Strowman. Oh, Strowman's up to game one against Yeah, yeah they yeah, moved Steele to Friday. And, and, so is Quintana still with Strowman? I'm not sure. Because the matchup was like, supposed to be Strowman-Quintana. I, I can try and look it up, yeah. see if they have it updated. If it's still Strowman-Quintana, Cody, you've seen what uh, – what kind of revenge yeah. can I bet, bet the Cardinals tomorrow just because, uh, you know, don't get me started, guys. Don't get me started. <laughs> but 
Quintana revenge game. Yeah, Quintana revenge game. You just know it. You just know it. And <laughs> makes me sick to my stomach, guys. Makes me stick to my stomach. Okay, no, game two, at least on MLB.com, they have Stroman in going up against Quintana in game two. Um, game one still says to be announced. No, Stroman, Stroman's game one. So now Stroman is game one. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if the Cardinals will do the same thing. Ah, Move okay. Quintana. Michaelis gets game one. Quintana goes game two. That according to Katie Wu of the Athletic for St. Louis. Uh, okay. So, so they're, gonna, they're keeping their guys the same. Yep. All right. Yeah. They're keeping their guys the same. All right. Well, it'd be, oh. it'd be interesting to see him pitch against the Cubs and regardless of who he's going against. Um, by the way, is you know. It, was, is it going to be interesting, Luke? Not really, but you know, I'm trying to say something, Cody. You know, like, yeah, I'm just like trying to give you something to watch. Maybe Wesneski will be called up and start. No, I just I, I just don't want to watch Jose Quintana continue to be good <laughs> against the Cubs. It just disgusts me. It really does. It, it doesn't, it's not even because he's going to be in a Cardinals uniform now. He's, he did it with Pi- the Pirates too. He pitched well against the Cubs against the Pirates this year. That's true. It's like so annoying. Makes me so it makes me more upset than the trade itself that happened. <laughs> Michael Colada, okay, Michael Collada, our captain of negativity, as Ernie Banks would say, let's lose two tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's new. I like that. That's, that's well, that's the first time he's <laughs> he's thrown that one at us. Uh, yeah. And I was thinking one more thing about Vin Scully. Cody, in sixty six years when you're doing this podcast without us, uh <laughs> Can you imagine? 66. Can you imagine being here sixty-six years later, still oh doing the God. same podcast? Oh man, how old? Wow. Thirty-one years old, man. I'm gonna be like waiting for the Cubs to win another World Series oh. in your lifetime. Michael Culotta, whoever screwed we better up, better have the, Brewers, the bar by then, at least. <laughs> whoever screwed up in that Brewers front office, Ricketts will hire him. Michael Culotta. <laughs> <laughs> Some things never change. Uh, yeah. What what I want to know what would make Michael Kulata happy? Like what would it, what would get him to come into this chat and like just be spewing positivity? Yes, like Michael, if you're do? out there, what would it take for us to get happy Michael on a podcast one day? Like just on the chat to join in, and just bring us a breath of positivity into the podcast. Yeah. I like some of the names we've seen in the last couple of days, some new names. We do have a lot of new names uh, the last few yeah, days. Yeah, Jordo, uh, that's a new name. Um, Shane and Joel are always there. Yeah, Shane and Joel are always here. Uh, Ra- I don't know Raul. if I've seen Raul. Raul. Um, a few other, few other C- names as well. C.M. Kolak. I've seen, I've, I've seen him in here before. It's not every day, but I've seen him in here. E.J. Thunder. Um... I see Charlie you know, Rooney on CHGO bets all the time. You know Niren's always here. Oh yeah, Niren. Okay, Niren. Niren's always here. Of course, the spin zone. Nico Horner's the fourth. Nico Horner the fourth will be great. A great shortstop for the Cubs sixty years from now. <laughs> <laughs> Did Jack R hack Corey's YouTube account? <laughs> Where is uh? I, I just realized Ravi's not here tonight. Oh. Yeah, he's too smoking early a, bowl, a bowl at home right now. He's probably blazed <laughs> yeah. out of his mind. He's like, oh, the Cubs game got postponed. They're not doing a show. He's just vibing wherever he's at right now, I bet. 
Maybe maybe he's watching like a marquee rerun, thinking it's the live game. Not I believe right out. after the game was called, the Carlos Sombrano story was running. Oh, oh, it's not it's not Cubs countdown like no, best, it's like, uh, third baseman of uh, corner cornerstones. I think they call uh, it Carlos Sombrano okay. story. Um, I think we're good. We'll play a couple games tomorrow. Corey and Brendan will have the series wrap uh, once the day is finished. Uh, we'll, we'll be, be back, back Friday. on Friday for a post game show. And we don't have to talk constantly about uh, who might or might not be traded anymore. Now we can just after every po- end every podcast talking about, do you think they'll sign an extension <laughs> or offer an extension? And we can't even talk about free agency yet because we have to nope. find things to talk about in the offseason. It's all about getting these guys a little playing time, yeah. exploring now and evaluating. Now it's, I guess, the new tweets. Instead of trade value tweets, the new tweets will be uh, – so-and-so future with Cubs, stock up or stock down? Oh, I like that. Yeah? Stock up, stock down. And <laughs> also maybe we should do the – Ryan might be thinking this. I think we should have the countdown to 63. Yeah. A magic number for 63. Like how close um, to 63? How many more to go? Please. 63 wins is not much to ask, man. We couldn't afford to have this game completely knocked off the schedule today. <laughs> Good thing they yeah. had a doubleheader because you have yeah. to have every opportunity possible. Yeah. You can't just and have. Shane said in the chat earlier, I think it was Shane, he said that Alcon- uh, Sandy Alcantara for the Marlins pitched a complete game today. So if he pitched today, probably not going to have to face him. Maybe maybe on Sunday we'd have to, they would have to face him. Maybe. But like I, I doubt they will. So there's there's good there's a there's a positive sign for maybe a win or two against the Marlins. That's this weekend, right? Yeah, at home. Yep. Yeah, back at Wrigley Field. Beautiful, historic. Holly time. Yeah, Hollinsworth. Michael Culotta, hire someone who knows how to draft. Get an owner who doesn't cry broker. <laughs> Lie to the fans. That's for starters. <laughs> we, we can't All do right, that for you. Me. We can't do that for you, Michael. Get someone who yeah. knows how to draft. All right, well. We're okay. working on it. We're I'll, working on it. One thing I at a will, time. I will say, that to to uh, go off that, if some of the guys from this year's draft turn out to be really good for the Cubs, whenever we get to that moment, you have to at least acknowledge that you were wrong. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Niren says we need to get a cardboard cutout of Ricketts like the movie Major League. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Bot, and with that, there. the nude bots have arrived on yeah, the chat. The so that's a perfect right. time to say uh, goodnight. Uh, Ryan, safe travels. We'll see you back here. Monday. Yes, yes. Well, uh, Monday. well, you'll What's be at Monday? the ballpark on no. Friday, right? I'll be at the ballpark. I'll, no, Jared will be on Friday, so he'll be hopping in with you guys. and then. Okay. Because the day, the night, what? That's one thing I want to, oh, we're still, we still, look, this is my beef. What, what the hell are we doing having a Thursday night game on the road into a, day game on friday yeah it's a brutal turnaround it's terrible so thankfully jared you can't can't change tradition friday 120 just saying it's what it is well i'm just saying the the getaway day for the cardinals to have a night game like it was scheduled as a night game didn't make any sense but thankfully we got jared jared's gonna help me out have fun in the arch yeah enjoy the uh hooters on the way back and uh (laughs) we'll see you here later in the week Yeah. yeah Cody will send you some spots on the way. He knows the route. Um, Unfortunately. Thanks for dropping in to check out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Take care. We'll see you soon and fly the W.